World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Agent Cunning, unsuspecting population, prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Hey listeners, you've downloaded episode 77 of Channel Massive. 77. This Poor is fools. Thursday, January 29th for this recording session. Hot nine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you, scary guys. We have guys. very high-tech equipment going on with high the show. Tech. We've upgraded our equipment, which means that failure is imminent. Failure if we sound sexier imminent. than ever before, that's why. <laughs> Noah has his arms behind his head now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's posing. Stretch. <laughs> his neck beard just touched something. Neck beard. <laughs> In full effect. We've got a really great show for you tonight. Great show. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Nothing. <laughs> then we're going to read your emails. Email. Then we're going to break off a twig. Twig. Big. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll finish it all up with Blasteria. So what have you been playing, Noah? <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> Why are you stalling? Have you not been playing anything? I can't breathe. <laughs> How about we record like this where I'm not looking at you and I'm just listening to you? I think it works better when you're looking directly at me. <laughs> Come on, Noah. Tell me what you've been playing. Okay. All right. <sighs> Let me collect myself. I played a little bit of Warhammer Online on Monday night. I love that game. <laughs> it's very fun. It is very fun. What did you do in Warhammer Online? I wandered around aimlessly trying to finish stupid quests because I could no longer do scenarios. So you did some PvE action, I guess, is what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. It took me forever to even figure out that I could fly over to... To your area, your starting area? Yeah, you can fly to any area that you want to. Like, well, depending on your tier, whatever tier group that you're currently working with, you can. Well, that's what's pathetic is that I've had this quest for like two or three weeks where it's like, talk to Screeb. But in a different zone. In, yeah, it in says the travel green to the dark zone, zone or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, right. where the hell is that? Because the only time I've ever used it is when we went to meet you in the noob. In the PvP yeah. thing? Well, it's just, it's not explained. No, no, so, it's, it's kind of oh. not really explained very well, and and I kind of wish they would have the 
more flight masters in areas because it's you it's really a pain. A long time to you find have to them. walk for a while to find them. Yeah, which is a little pain in the ass. And I'd spend so much time going up and down the first mm-hmm. two maps in the tier one yeah. zone looking for Screeb, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't know that I had to fly somewhere. And I'm like, maybe I have to fly right, somewhere. Right. And I'm like, but I can't fly anywhere except for that one area. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, it was just so weird. And then I went over there. And I talked to the one person, I'm like, wow, I can get quests from everybody here. Right, true. Yeah, if you wanted to. You could surely do all the quests that are in that zone if you wanted. So were those work quests, or, they were, or were they quests that were filtered for... Well, no, it, you could take them. I mean, quest quests? They're just qu- same, they're like the same newbie quests that you get on the, in, in any other zone. It's oh. ba- basically what, what it is. Are they the same quests that I would have had if I'd started as an orc? And they're not, yeah, yeah. If you were to start as an orc, you'd, you'd still have to do the same thing as, as an orc would. It, it's just, they're they're just different quests, but you don't have to do them. So, yeah, it's it really cool. not I necessary. Kind of, I walked around, I walked. There's there some quests about killing stunties, so. Right, yeah. So, yeah, if go. you want to pick up a couple of them just yeah. to see what they're like, you know, it, it always makes sense to go ahead and try them. And it's cool to see some new geography mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and get ambushed by NPC dwarves and cannons, <laughs> which I wasn't expecting. Right. It was fun. And beyond that, I've played Left 4 Dead. Ah, yes. And the Resident Evil 5. Damn game. it. I wish I, you know, I still can't find any extra time to... I have it. I have Left 4 Dead. Yeah. I, I, I we'll just have to schedule a time to... I, don't, I, I yeah. just do. I, I guess I just need to get on and force myself to start playing it more, because I... There's always something that seems to get in the way yeah. of my Left 4 Dead playing time. <laughs> we all know what Mark's been playing. Nothing. <laughs> That's right. Mark's been, uh, actually, Mark, I'll, I will speak on behalf of Mark. Uh, Mark has been working on a new website design uh, along with Noah for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope to bring it out to the public soon. It, I, I'll, I'll just come right out and say it, it looks pretty freaking awesome. Thank you, I'll Jason. I'll just say it, it it's going to be pretty pretty freaking cool i can't wait for the public to see it yeah. i'm very excited about it we're using a new content tool on the back end that will mm-hmm. have all sorts of new functionality and options i don't know what we're going to launch with we'll probably start out small yeah we're going to have to start out a little small there yeah. might be some functions that you would expect that that may not be there at launch during phase one that's right there's phase one and there's phase two and phase one is really just about ditching the pre formatted template that we have that we got right. from some archive somewhere and creating one of our own all from scratch with all custom graphics and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's good. It really, it looks really cool. I got, I'll tell you that. Um, I'm just, I'm super pumped for it. I can't wait for everybody else to get a chance to take a look at it. And if you've been looking for Mark and Warcraft, that's why you haven't that's seen him. That's why you haven't seen him. He's been hard at work doing that. He's and deliberately used his Warcraft time to do it. <laughs> and and, and we appreciate it. Yes. In, in fact, we're not going to let him play World of Warcraft ever again. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's doing such a good job with the website. He is, he really is. To learn from scratch like that. So what about you, Jason? Um. Well, I'll I'll get into MMO wise in a, in a second here. I'll I'll start as far as my other alternative gaming goes. I've been playing uh, Portal uh, again, late to the party with Portal, but I think I'm pretty close to finishing it. Um, the puzzles are are challenging, but you know if you think and start thinking them through. You know, you eventually get through each each uh, part of it, 
which mm-hmm. I really like about it. It doesn't. It's not like one of those things where I sit there for hours on end going. There's one. How in the hell do I get through this? There's one I have to ask you about after the show that drove me insane. I had to look at mine. Yeah, but I, I'm not quite there yet. I'm, I'm. I think I'm pretty close to get to finishing it, though. Uh, I think I just got a couple more maps to go to. I haven't encountered Glados yet, but I, I, I figure that that's the end of the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm probably just a level before that, or maybe two, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I played that. I played some Rock Band 2, um, downloaded some more songs, which, of course, I'm just an absolute crack addict from from. How order. many songs do you have now? Do you have a It's count? insane. I, I, I can't count. <laughs> I, I, I've lost count so Your far. Your comprehensive library. I know I did. I did download some extra content for uh, Guitar Hero World Tour because the Bruce Springsteen whole thing yeah. this is like bruce springsteen week across the country his new album's coming out soon mm-hmm. he's going to be doing the super bowl halftime show so in conjunction with that they tied in a free downloadable pack of bruce springsteen songs for a guitar hero world tour so i i had to go ahead and take advantage of that since it was free yeah uh so that was pretty cool i also downloaded the new downloadable uh content for fallout 3 uh, which is like some kind of Anchorage, Alaska simulation. I guess Governor Palin Ooh. can see the Chinese from Russia or whatever. And, <laughs> sure and, that's in there. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll get to see what that's like. And um, MMO-wise, I played Warhammer quite a bit. Uh, that's pretty sweet. I, more, more Warhammer than I've actually played in a long time. I did numerous different things. I participated in a lot of Tier 1 open play player versus player action it was really a really fun time i i did a lot of it in the the uh, dark elf uh high elf zone and uh it i part i also participated in a couple of uh uh i guess i guess their their boss encounters uh they're like they're located in these keeps that are scattered out through the these open realm versus realm areas mm-hmm. and you got to have, you know, you got to have like a little party of, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, I don't know. We had probably about five or six people in, in the party. I was the highest level and I was the black orc. So I was of course the meat shield tank. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you just go up there and hit that guy and make sure he doesn't kill us. And I'm like, okay, that's my job. So I'd go up there and beat up on the boss <laughs> and I didn't get any good loot out of it, which kind of sucked. Everybody else did. After yeah. all my uh, after all my hard work and, and dedication, <laughs> but it was still fun. Uh, I also was online on Dark Crag when when the inevitable city f- uh, became uh, contested to order. Order had pushed their forces all the way into the into the maw, which is the final last line of defense uh, before you know they can try to attempt to sack. Uh, the capital city, and I I just had got I just got on a flight master because I wanted to, I had a whole bunch of loot that I needed to dispose of in the bank or sell, and I was probably gonna I think I was planning on doing some crafting or whatever while I was there, and uh, I know crafting fuck give me a fucking <laughs> break anyway yeah I was planning on doing some crafting because I had all these seeds and stuff and I was you know I took cultivation in the apothecary. Uh, crafting skills, and so I got on the, I got on the, 
flight master i i got on the griffin just as i was getting on the griffin the, the message came across the screen something to the effect of is that the ma has fallen in the inevitable city was being taken and so instead of landing in the inevitable city i landed in the small encampment outside of the inevitable city and it wouldn't let you in because it was being contested and unless you were level 30 or above Oh, wow. You couldn't get in to help defend it. I was wondering what that was. There's a screenshot of it on our website. Yeah. So I was just hanging out there, and a bunch of people, too, they were out there, too, going, fuck, we can't get into the city. And everybody was all bummed. That's uh, hilarious, because you were typing, like, I wonder if we knock really hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just kind of sitting there going, oh, shit, you know, I, we can't get into the city now. This kind of sucks. Uh, I'm not sure if they were actually able to take the city. Um. I logged back in this morning and and we were able to get I was able to get into it but I'm not sure exactly what happened I I logged off kind yeah, of right after I realized <laughs> well yeah I kind of did well I could have gone you know somewhere else and I guess done, done some stuff whatever, but yeah. you know I figured it was pretty late that night so I yeah figured I'll just crash anyway that was, that was what I did that was my week mm-hmm. in gaming. Can't wait to have another week like that. I had a really good week. Yeah, in comparison to some previous weeks that you've had. Yeah, with, the, with my inner injuries. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some email. Listeners, now it's time for M-A-I- Email! <laughs> it's still just me and Jason. Mark is temporarily gone, but we are we are bravely venturing forward with the show. And we have two emails from you. I don't know. I'm not I'm not being too brave about it. I'm kind of scared. I'm feeling very brave over here recording the recording. I'm Controlling scared. the recording controls. Hold me! Let me move something real quick. Oh, no. That was bad. That caused a bunch of feedback. Yeah, Mark can edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our first email is from Jesse. Jesse's girl. Mm, Oh, probably not. No. (laughs) Jesse writes, since you guys talk about niche games, you should talk about Dream of Mirror Online. It's awesome. You get to fly around at level 15 instead of level 70, and instead of having to ride a flea-bitten animal, you get to ride a weapon like a surfboard. Sweet, dude. Also, instead of wearing some droopy cape, you can wear kick-ass butterfly wings. Yay! Nothing is more badass than beating things down while wearing my butterfly wings. (laughs) Every character can also learn every class and job, so I don't have to make an alt for every class and job in the game. The pricing model of the game is ideal, too. I can choose how much I want to spend on the game, or choose not to spend anything at all. Even if I don't spend any money, I can still get the real money items by using in-game currency to buy the stuff from other players. The graphics for the game are awesome, too. My boyfriend asked me if I were playing some Disney game after seeing me play it. It's a Tipa recommendation, too. Tipa. Tipa. Cup of Tipa Joe. Anyways, I really love your podcast, and you guys are great. Sincerely, Jesse. No, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Um... You know, Domo is what that's just it's one of those free to play games that kind of flies under our radar a bit. Yeah. Uh 
I don't know. I, I I have seen some screenshots of it, and and the graphics are they're okay. Are they three D or two D? It's all two D. It's yeah. really kind of two D ish. Um, and it is. It's it's kind of like it does look like a Disney type mm-hmm. of game that that they would put out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see, you know, some of the appeal to it. I I just don't, you know, with me, I don't know. It, it's I, I, it must be this mental barrier with me. I, I, I've been tempted many times now to try to download Wizard 101. I thought you had downloaded it. You just haven't installed it, right? I, I haven't installed it. I, I, I think I've downloaded <laughs> it, and I just kind of left it there. And I, I my finger sometimes yourself. drifts over towards to towards the install icon to, to make the final decision. But I never get the there. The final decision. Yeah, the final blow uh, to my... Gaming final ego, solution. I guess. Yeah, the final solution is Wizard One Hundred One. Is Wizard One Hundred One? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, game a game like that. I don't know that it would it would necessarily appeal to me personally, uh, but I do understand why people like it. Yeah, and I understand why the pricing model works for for some people. Um, I just don't know that I'm ready to go there yet. I'd be interested to hear if any of our other listeners play these free online games and they have a mini review of sorts to submit like Jesse did here. If you want to share something like that, send it to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail via Skype at channel.massive.skype. Or you can send us an MP3 recording to mail at channelmassive.com. Or Ogvorbus. Yeah, we really like that. Chris the Unspeakable. <laughs> Mark did too. He's very excited. Mark when he saw loved that. that. <laughs> I think he soiled himself when it happened. Our next email is from Rick. Rick says, "I think you guys severely misjudge, aka under, aka underestimate your listeners. I expect you have many more WoW and War subscribers that listen to your show than you keep saying. Just as one more example, I actually have active subscriptions to both WoW and War." And I'm actively playing both of them. I love your show, particularly your randomness. <laughs> <laughs> we are that. Yeah, that's, that's the deal. We are that. Keep up the great work and don't stop talking about war. There's not nearly enough good representation in podcasts for what really is a good game. Represent! Thank you, Rick. Well, Rick, we, we appreciate hearing from a, another World of Warcraft and Warhammer player. Yeah, for uh, sure. It just seems like, you know, it did. It seemed like for the longest time there that... All of our listeners that were writing in or or uh, calling in were playing Lord of the Rings <laughs> online. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's not so much that we underestimate our listeners; it's just that you know what we 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 can only tell you what we've seen personally. Maybe they're just the silent majority. Maybe, maybe the silent minority. The silent majority. <laughs> so yeah. Tell us about it, mailchannelmaster.com. If you actually are playing Warhammer, Hell, if you're playing, if you're playing uh, some MMO out there that that nobody's ever heard of, Tabula Rasa, no way. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> well, yeah, Tabula Rasa, you won't be playing for very much longer. That's right. We would love to hear from you all again, mailchannelmaster.com, or you can do all the other stuff that we mentioned earlier. Send it in. Up Just next. call us, man. We want to so hear lonely. from you. We're so lonely in our. <laughs> Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> yeah. Up next, Twig.
Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend gaming! <laughs> yeah. With these new headphones, that was probably pretty crushing. annoying. <laughs> We're going to start out the weekend gaming this episode with news briefs. Is that like my boxers and briefs? No. Okay. <laughs> Just so asking. We have four quick stories for you that we're going to highlight before we get into the media sections of the tweet. This comes from Raleigh, North Carolina. A legislative commission is studying whether the state should apply a sales tax to digital downloads. The committee is looking to modernize North Carolina's tax code written long before the existence of eBay, iTunes, and Amazon.com. We used to think of everything in terms of being tangible, Representative Paul Lipsky, uh, he's a Democratic representative from Durham, said nobody thought of how you could possibly download anything. Anything. Although any proposal from the study group is a long way from becoming law, the General Assembly could eventually change the language and definitions of the code to require more Internet retailers to collect sales tax during online transactions. Uh, So if you buy a book in a bookstore, you are going to have to pay sales tax on it. If you're downloading a book from a bookseller, you would have to pay a sales tax on that as well. Uh, This would probably include video games, movies, books, and other software downloads. Songs for Rock Band. Yes, I know, man. That would, like, be so harsh. (sighs) I think Uh, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen all over the place, so we may as well just bend over and prepare for the pain. And our next story... (laughs) I I really like speaking how, about bending over and Jason, taking the pain. <laughs> yeah, I like how Jason summed this up. It's been two years. Why? <laughs> Vanguard is celebrating its second anniversary, and I ask again, why? <laughs> why is this happening <laughs> with their "It Takes Two contest, which is basically it takes a way two to make a thing all to right. Try to encourage <laughs> their fans. It takes two to make it. Mm-hmm. horrific, scary It's my new story. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> I got carried away there. I got the Rob Bass was channeled into me, man. Sorry. Right. So it's their It Takes Two contest, in case you missed that. <laughs> and they're basically asking live photography and in-game imagery to be combined into a horrific collage of <laughs> cosplay gone wrong. No. Representing two Vanguard characters or NPCs, or a mixture of both with, with an heroic scene oh, God. in the world of Talon. And there's going to be some panel of judges that's made up of community members of Vanguard. We eagerly at Channel Massive await to see as many submissions as possible. Yeah. So we can, so we judge can them post on our it own. on the website and mock you <laughs> yes. accordingly. Please get on your best little scrubbies. What's next on the list? The next is actually the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences has announced their annual, so to speak, Oscar nominees of the game world. And there are is, several. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg hosting? <laughs> I hope so. Her her, Billy Crystal. If we're lucky. No, you know, Billy Crystal's kind of, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's been out he's of the limelight for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What's cool is several of your favorite MMOs, like Pirates of the Burning Sea. Pirates of the Burning Sea was nominated? Have been nominated. Oh, my God. In a variety of categories. Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King received what I believe is a really great nomination for actually original music composition among some traditional games. And there also is, of course, 
a category just about MMOs and the 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 five candidates, the five nominees for this outstanding MMO of the year are Eve Online, Pirates of the Burning Sea, PMOG, which is that massively multiplayer passive passive multiplayer yeah, where you online get online game. and figure out how the world's gonna end. <laughs> Maybe. Epic disasters. Then Warhammer and Lich King. I, you know, it makes me wonder about the selection process putting expansion packs as massively multiplayer game of the year. Yeah, I do find Both that kind of World weak. of Warcraft. Because EVE Online, it's Quantum Rise, and World of Warcraft, it's Wrath of the Lich King, whereas the other three games are actually original games. I mean, you don't see... Yeah, it's not like uh, Mirror's Edge has an expansion pack out for it, so that gets nominated for a... Yeah, I mean, they're granted, they are definitely full development efforts, and Lich King, speaking of, is one of the five nominees for Computer Game of the Year, sharing its... The, the other nominees in that category are Fallout 3, Left 4 Dead, Mass Effect, and Spore. So it's the one MMO going against all those other mm. gaming experiences. Interesting. Are there any other ones that are worth mentioning? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have, uh, you know, the whole the computer game of the year, which is kind of interesting because there's Mass Effect listed there, uh, which, of course, came out after the Xbox 360 version. That's right. It came out almost a year later. Um, there's Left 4 Dead, Fallout 3, Spore, which, I'm surprised of course, came, yeah, I'm surprised there. Spore was there. That's almost more a notoriety. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's just, that's kind of like a funny... And then we have one final news brief before we get into our meteor discussions, and Mark will be rejoining us when that happens. The last story that we wanted to touch on is... <laughs> Square Enix junk mail pisses off man. Man files lawsuit. Man wins. <laughs> yeah, this this story came courtesy of Kotaku. Uh, dot com. Uh, yeah, apparently, uh, man in Japan uh, was being heavily spammed with Final Fantasy XI re-registration emails, and this guy apparently got annoyed, really annoyed, and he took some uh, legal action against them. Uh, his email address was being used by item dealers to create Japanese play online accounts uh, to access Final Fantasy XI, and apparently he was getting a ton of the emails because his address was being used to create money trading accounts that were expected to be insta-banned and then re-registered right away uh, for the next batch of trading. Uh, this guy contacted Square Enix to complain about it, and he wanted them to cease contacting him regarding Final Fantasy XI. Uh, Square Enix, for whatever reason, they just refused, claiming that it was impossible to stop sending these emails uh, to just his email address. Instead of just giving up, he said, fuck it, and he took him to court. Uh, He filed a lawsuit back in 2007, apparently, and he lost, but he didn't stop. He appealed to the district court, and he won, and Square Enix tried to appeal to the Japanese high court, but their appeal was denied on January 26th. And how much was this all over? This was all over uh, 
Uh, let's 50, see, 50,000 yen, yen, which equates to $559, which may have covered his court costs. I don't know. Well, he represented himself, which I guess was good because yeah. he certainly didn't get a lot of money out of that. No. I don't know if it was worth it. Just probably I, just guess, I guess just on principle alone, yeah. maybe it was worth it. So coming up, we'll be getting into... The big news. Yes. Big. Warcraft, Warhammer, and more. Stay tuned. Warcraft. We're not going to talk about that right now. No. <laughs> We're going to talk about Warhammer. Warhammer. Because in the last week, a whole bunch of creepy valentines and other forms of strange marketing have been sent out to Mythic's favorite bloggers, to include bloggers who have totally dissed the game and are no longer even playing it. They got it. Congratulations. Channel Massive didn't get anything. No. We're actually appraising the game. We're not bitter or anything. No. <laughs> We hate Valentine's Day. It's yeah. true. <laughs> but it was all leading up to what many people figured out, the announcement of two more classes, and surprisingly, like, a huge re-expansion. It's kind of cool how, how they did it, though. They sent Valentine's to, it looks like, like 13 different blog sites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And each had, like, a little message for them. Um... It came with a little uh, card that said, At Mythic Entertainment, we love bloggers. That's why we sent you an exclusive hint at what's coming up for Warhammer Online, Age of Reckoning. See if you and your readers can figure out what we're planning. See you in-game. From the Warhammer team. And then they wrote out, uh, and it's kind of like splattered in blood, kind of in the shape of a heart. Uh, One of them reads, Roses are red, my heart is black. If I tore off your head, I'd mail it right back. <laughs> uh, there was another one that was sent that said, Second week in February, see you in Realm vs. Realm. Be there and beware. In anticipation, Witch Elf. And uh, another one reads, uh, Roses are red, Cain gives me power. I'll hunt you down in the Twisting Tower. And they all came with a kind of a weird mark on the end of him, kind of giving him a uh, a letter and a number. And I guess kind of was supposed to uh, depict where that letter and the number were supposed to go to in the, in the phrase uh, that they were trying to spell out. Uh, so that was kind of cool. The, the, the kind of bad thing about this is that I don't think all the bloggers reported in and said that they got yeah, they didn't. these valentines because I'm only seeing coverage of like maybe 10 out of the possible 13. Yeah. Oh, how unfortunate. Yeah, so it didn't, I don't think it worked out quite the way that they had uh, hoped for exactly, but it's still kind of a cool uh, idea. Uh, you don't see many companies trying to. And those sign up blogs will not be considered next Probably time. not. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, then. Uh, Time has come and gone, and uh, January 29th is here, and and the events and the big announcements have come out. Uh, As far as the whole Valentine mystery goes, 
there will be a new live event called Night of Murder, uh, which is uh, kind of a cool idea. They apparently you're going to get flagged <laughs> by Kane as being by Kane as being a uh, march for death. Yes. Yes. And uh, people of the opposite faction will try to go out of their way to kill you if you have this little flag over your head. Damn Kane! <laughs> Damn Kane! Bad. So basically, you're going to be walking around going, "Why is everybody trying to kill me?" And uh, <laughs> why, basically, you know, why are you trying to kill me? Why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> and you're going to have this icon over your head, and you have no idea about it. It's what we like to call the "you're screwed" icon. Yeah, you're 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 fucked. Uh, so you'll get, of course, you'll get rewards and stuff for it, which is kind of cool. Uh, the other major announcement uh, came down, which is the uh, Call to Arms live expansion, uh, which will bring the Slayer, the Dwarf Slayer, and the Orc Choppa classes uh, into the mix. Uh, both of these classes are heavy melee DPS uh, classes. Uh, personally, I'd, I'd love to try out a uh, Choppa, because, uh, well, I, ju- I just like those Berserker classes, although I'm really in love with my with my Black Orc tank, and I, I love not dying a lot, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll probably stick with them, but there's definitely going to be a smelting in the works for me in the future, where I'm going to have to take one of my alts and destroy it, just so I can try, try, out, the out, yeah, try out the Choppa. Um... So that anyway, this ties into a uh, Bitter Rivals uh, event, which is set to go live in March, and successful completion of that event will allow you to get a head start on uh, the access to those two classes. Uh, there's also going to be a new Chaos theme Realm vs. Realm scenario called the Twisting Tower, uh, which was mentioned in uh, some of the Valentines uh, that were sent out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also going to be a uh, if you played Dark Age of Camelot, there was a uh, place called Darkness Falls, uh, where if you took control of that particular zone, you got access to uh, new instances, dungeons that provided uh, superior loot, fat loots, epics. You're talking about the desert land of the undead. Yeah, so that'll apparently that's going to go live in June. Um, and apparently, whoever's controlling it, that's the only people that can get the quests yeah, that are in it. The my understanding is is that the rise of the Tomb Kings, which goes live in May, um, that begins the race between order and destruction to unlock the land of the dead for their realm. And then in the in June, that that zone becomes open. Hmm. To whoever, I mean, it'll probably be contested, you know, on and off after that. But whatever happens in May, that means in June, that particular realm will have access right off the bat to that particular right. area. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's tons of, of other stuff going on there. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. They, they've just they've laid out a plan, and, and they're gonna hopefully be able to deliver on it. Are there any classes left for them to reintegrate no. that they've canceled, or do they now basically... Well, I think they ditched the idea of that hammer 
Oh well, uh, yeah. class for the on the dwarf side. That that's one of the original classes that was cut. The chop the chopper was another class that was originally cut. Uh, when they decided to go ahead and and think of a new class to bring in for on the order side, they just ditched the whole idea for the hammer and they uh, went went with the Slayer. I think instead. I think they just couldn't get the hammer to work out. Wasn't there were there cities they eliminated too? Yeah, there's four more capital cities. Yeah, I mean they. I don't think that they've entirely ditched that idea of bringing those. I, I have a feeling. Back. I have a feeling that before the end of the year, they'll have those capital cities back because they'll have got these classes in, mm-hmm. and then the, they're just being really well, see, pragmatic. I mean, that's like God. Uh, yeah. That's that's a major undertaking still, though, because you figure, huge. you know, by June they're going to have the the land of the dead thing mm-hmm. going on, and then you've only got, you know, from June to the end of the year to try to get the remaining capital cities in. I don't know about that. I don't know that they're going to be able to swim But, that. I mean, just based on the way they've just... But yeah, I mean, they're, the they're cra- I mean, I, I'm not going to underestimate them because they're cranking out yeah. all this stuff This is after right they just had bat. a bunch of layoffs. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, well, shoot, that's another thing to consider, I guess, the way the economy's going. Who knows? Uh, that'll yeah. impact our experience. That'll impact the experience or not. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Overall, though, I think it's great. We don't have to pay for it. They just continue to add. No, to the they game. just keep adding to the game, improving on it. I, I don't have to correct things like it was in Conan, where it's like, oh, we have to fix these major bugs. Yeah, it was bugs. like a total clust- clusterfuck there. It's funny though, because it, still fans, it's not enough. It's not enough for yeah. some of these people. It's never enough. No. Uh, some of the some of the comments I'm seeing. Uh, one's from uh, Darren from Common Sense Gamer says uh, my opinion on this announcement too soon to do this don't get me wrong I think the content for the live expansion is great I myself wanted to play the chopper but I think they're moving too quickly with it they just introduced two new classes in the game they just put in a new RVR system they've only now started addressing and getting a handle on various other technical issues that they're facing with Realm versus Realm why are they not Letting all the changes that they have accumulated sit and get a and sit and gel and get a bit a bit uh, sit and gel a bit longer is beyond me. From what I hear, they still have keep issues and they're still trying to put law everywhere. I get a sense from this announcement this is, has more to do with ADHD development, for lack of a better term, than anything else. <laughs> Maybe they just. Morning. Maybe they just want. Yeah, maybe they just want to improve the game now, as opposed to waiting for. Well, this yeah. is a lot, some of this is stuff that they originally were going to have in the game. Yeah. So it's not like they just developed it from the launch. Between now, exactly, it's, it's been already partially completed. It was. Completed it was there. It just wasn't. What was it? Mark tuned. Mark Jacobs said it. It's just not cool, and or wasn't or great. It's good, but it's not great. Remember? Right. Yeah. So maybe it's finally great, and they're and maybe the, you know, they had to. They had to take some time, but hey, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's. And I think it's the same with those other capital cities. There's probably some work already towards those, you know, art assets and that type of thing. And they probably just need yeah. to, you know, tie it all together. Mm-hmm. And of course, Heartless, who we haven't heard from in in so long, had to chime in. Uh, all he has to say is, uh, 
Actually, all the announcements weren't all that exciting. Mythic missed the mark again. And once again, Mark Jacobs had to respond to cries of, What the fuck are you doing, Mythic? Fix the game. Fix the damn game first. Uh, uh, Jacobs <laughs> okay. eventually came around to his senses and got down to talking about the things that are important for Warhammer. Like fixing the pile of crap of a game that we are currently playing instead of just senselessly hyping new features that no one is going to care about if the game doesn't run better than a fat chick sucking a golf ball through a hose. Oh, God. If you ask me, the letter to the folks would have have made one hell of a better press release than some marketing tripe about new classes, zones, and live events. Oh well, I'll give you another shot, Mythic. I don't know why, but Paul Barnett still amuses me slightly, or at least keeps me entertained, and makes me believe community might still count for something in MMOs. Gee, talk about melodramatic. Well, Hasn't he moved on to like Darkfall or whatever? I, you know, see, and Seriously. that's what I thought. I thought he was moving on to Darkfall with the rest of the. You know, I wish he would just do us a favor and not give another shot, so we don't have to read his <laughs> bull crap again. I know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Those, those, those are just I'd... a couple of a couple of the tidbit, and and the, the sick thing is, is that you know some of those views reflect, you know, what a lot of these, you know, crazy fans. are are all about they'll they'll never be satisfied with anything somehow as noah was tearing into heartless there i envisioned one of our listeners open edge with the, like doing a high five in the air or something <laughs> he's like always like the the total opposite in opinion of, of heartless <laughs> i'm sure he's going yeah die next we will be getting into warcraft warcraft to Further your employment and career ambitions, as well as lead you on to a higher plane. (sighs) So, Noah, I understand that there's a new training tool for new employees in business. It's not just a game, it's an attitude. It's an attitude? Yeah. And it's a training tool for new employees. (laughs) No, it's World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft promotes innovation. According to a recent article in, (laughs) yes, Business Week. What? Business Week Week basically looks at the model of how World of Warcraft, uh, the gameplay constructs of what you need to do, what you need to do to progress, how that progress is measured, and says basically how to implement those same measurements and incentives. You mean incentivize? Yes, incentivize, but not disincentivize. (laughs) (laughs) Emergent site. One syllable too many for me. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Mobility. Well, yeah, one of the the subheaders is don't neglect intrinsic motivations. Oh. About incentives in a business context. (laughs) I wonder if there's a gold farming element in here. I don't know. Anyway, this article basically tries to say that World of Warcraft can teach teach you how to train your new employees. Yes, it can. How to motivate your new employees. Yes, it will. I plan to do that myself. With my new employees, all will be subjected to grinding endless mobs. For your characters? <laughs> yeah, for my characters. The bottom line le- lessons for executives in 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 
this particular context is this reduce barriers to entry and add and and to early advancement so world of warcraft is carefully structured so that anyone can join and quickly gain a sense of accomplishment the early tasks are relatively simple but novice players will quickly learn how to improvise and innovate in their approach to performance challenges wow. yes uh, what a it also crap. allows you to provide clear and rich metrics to assess a performance. It also allows you to fuck around at work. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> World of Warcraft <laughs> provides players with an overall metric for performance in the form of experience points and levels. But it also enables players to assess in real time their own performance and the performance of teammates along a variety of dimensions. One of the key innovations in the game offers players the ability to craft personal dashboards to monitor their performance on ter- certain tasks. Corporations have begun to offer senior executives dashboards to monitor key aspects of corporate performance. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the final point is that World of Warcraft basically... Well, the term in the article is that it fosters a new new disposition, or in other words, a new behavior pattern. And just listen to this. I'm going to micro-machine it for you. <laughs> micro-machines. <laughs> so make sure you're listening very carefully, because the main point I want you to pick up is if you can figure out this wonderful trait that he's describing that apparently can be found in WoW almost exclusively, if you would think of it the way that they're putting it here. They also learn to welcome collaboration as an opportunity to learn faster by focusing on a set of individual strengths while being exposed to the diverse perspectives and experiences of those with complementary strengths. At the end of the day, this is the most important contribution of WoW. This disposition creates an amplifying effect throughout the game. Players seek out other players who share this point of view, and they end up performing better than players who bring more conventional ideas to the game. Companies seeking to thrive in a world of increasing uncertainty and accelerating change will need to foster this disposition among their own executive team and employees. You would be well advised to take a closer look at World of Warcraft, both in terms of approach taken to foster the disposition and as a potential recruiting ground for employees who can bring this attitude and approach into the company. So basically what I'm reading is these two guys are World of Warcraft addicts who <laughs> thought it would be a good idea to try to tie in their favorite obsession into the business world. And how it applies to training new employees. I don't know. Look at these guys. There's a picture of both of them at the start of the article, and they don't look like. Well, no, but most is. World of Warcraft craft players don't look any, you know, any different from you or me. No. Well, at least in Vanguard, they cosplay. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant rat on a boat mm. <laughs> with a dual wielding turkey legs of flame. But I just think it was funny because that last paragraph basically says, "Wow." These people are team players. Well, duh. So most successful employees at any job are going to be team players and learn to work with their team. But something that I don't think is possible in a regular corporate environment is that you get to choose who you work with and team up with people that you feel have similar perspectives. You get stuck with working with whoever you get hired with. Yeah. And so kind of like a pickup group. Fairy tale idea. You're always like pugging it at work. Seeking out people <laughs> who have similar points That's of view. Right. Yeah. Which is BS. Like when we had the dual liber- libertarians who came to work with us. Although something that's coming up, and it was something that I discussed with my bosses the other day, is the generation of the millennials. 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 I'm going to give you a, a crude synopsis, but basically the millennials are people, that, the kids that are coming out of high school and college, and they're basically 
instant gratification. If I don't like what I'm getting, I'm going to dump it and go on to something else. I'm going to start a job for six months. If it's not what I want, I'm just going to dump it and find something else. So it's all about what makes me happy, what I want. And if I'm not excited by your job, I'm going to be lazy and screw around or I'm going to quit. And so basically what this these guys are saying, like, well, World of Warcraft basically micromanages you with metrics and statistics. And maybe if we put it in the perspective of a game and put in achievements, that people will remain engaged. Yeah. Um, uh, I just love when articles like this come out. It just cracks me up how they try to tie in. Well, it's cool because it's, for once it's not cynical or negative. It's not critiquing. No, it's not, it's saying not that cr- you're critiquing the game. Misanthropic. But then, but they take it out. They totally just blow it into something that it isn't. Probability. Yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> What's the other story? Going beyond the business world is, of course, the, the religious spiritual world. Spiritual realm. Yes, 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 yes. Somebody in Boulder. It has to come from Boulder, of course. Where, where, where else would it possibly come from? Um, Somebody wants to claim, wow, as the possibility of a new religion. This comes from Theo... Uh, Zigerfeld, and I'm sorry if I botch your na- the pronunciation or of your last the name. Or is it the Oz No, it's Theo... It's Theo Ozgerfeld. <laughs> but I, I couldn't possibly pronounce it. I'm sorry. I do apologize. Um, you son of a bitch. He, he wrote a paper on how uh, World of Warcraft uh, can become a new religion. Uh... This is, has more than 9 million players, 11 million at last count. Oh my god. It's one of the largest multiplayer games at this time. It offers an immense virtual fantasy world that is full of myths, rituals, and magic in an age of a spiritual marketplace where people construct their own religious beliefs and spiritual practices. Worlds of Warcraft seems to fit nicely. <laughs> World of Warcraft is a virtual world. That is shaped by symbols present in the in the design stories and myths that could establish moods and motivations by the players to see this computer game as a coherent fantasy world that is realistic. It's just like the Bible. But World of Warcraft what? is a game. <laughs> what does a game have in common with religion? Uh, so he interviews some people, and. They reflect on the question of whether World of Warcraft could be a replacement for religion. And they mostly mentioned uh, the community dimension of the game. Uh, They agreed that the myths made the world more interesting. Um, And the, the student believes that the myth adds legitimization uh, to the community... Uh, the fantasy genre provides an otherworldly experience that enriches daily <laughs> life. Even though it's based on a fictional reality, it is satisfying. Uh, Land formulated well when he said... Ian, Ian formulated it well when he said, But when you look at religion as far as a replacement, most religions are organized religions. And so you go because it's part of a community. So World of Warcraft really can be a replacement. Because it establishes a community where people are connected by the same aspect. Okay. Yeah, these people might enjoy a particular aspect of it, but it's just like people that go to church, but 
don't, you know, believe anymore in the religious aspect. It's still, it's just the community that brings them into that relationship. I think you can call it definitely a replacement for church in the sense that it forms a community that people can enter, interact in. And he has a whole essay paper here. I'll, I'll link it to our show notes. Um, yes, it's a PDF and it's wonderful. Yeah, 25 it's, pages. Yeah, 25 pages of just total drivel as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, I, it's, it's easy to mark it off, but if people can make Jedi a religion and declare that, I definitely could see it. What? Coming from World of Warcraft? Well, yeah, but you have again, a problem with the Jedi. The is, <laughs> the, but again, that's just another. No clear, know who you're talking I think, to. unlike the Jedi, there's no clear, singular religious culture emphasized in World of Warcraft the way the Jedi right. philosophy is emphasized in Star Wars. So I think it'd be more of a stretch, but I do think it could be possible. No, I think it's totally impossible because. This is just another case of somebody trying to take a game, a video game, and apply it to something and making comparisons that don't exist. They don't exist. This is just stupid. Listeners, tell us what you think. You should send us an email. <laughs> Mail at channelmassive.com. Let us light our religious fires. <laughs> Who will you claim? Will you claim EverQuest is your religion? Eve... <laughs> Eve. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll be like a big uh, holy war amongst the Eve Online religion and the World of Warcraft religion. The Crusades, yeah, and the, 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 the ever burning Crusades. Crusades the EverQuest religion will come in, mm-hmm. and then the Vanguard religion will storm down from the mountain, and all two of its disciples will be <laughs> instantly slain. <laughs> Possibly. I am Joseph. I represent Vanguard. Kill the infidel now. We will rain down fire and bloodshed upon him. Speaking of getting all judgmental, we have one final twig about video games being bad and good. I mean bad. No, wait. Something for you. So since you're like a gamer, you're totally like a. You're, I, I bet you're like a drunk and a druggie. I am. I do drugs. I smoke so pot because it goes hand in hand. And I drink a lot. Because if you're it gonna does. start playing Warcraft, inevitably you're gonna light one up and oh. have a forty next. On the right. other hand, <laughs> one for me, one for my hunter, <laughs> <laughs> one for my pet, my combat pet. Uh. Yeah, apparently a a research study at Brigham Young University, E-Y-E. Bring your own Yule Yule log. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. Go ahead. Sorry. This, of course, involves video games and the effects of video games on the human mind. Uh, I I love how this article reads out. It's very dramatic. Uh. 
Alec Jensen had the perfect gig for a college senior. More drama, please. One of his favorite professors at Brigham Young University was going to let him research one of his favorite pastimes, video, video games. games. What could possibly go wrong? Whatever he found likely would turn into a scholarly journal article that would boost his chances of getting into the right graduate school and becoming a professor himself one day. Little did they know. Everything was great until the 24-year-old from West Jordan started to compile the results. Dun, dun, dun. They were bad. So bad that Jensen hasn't, still hasn't told his friends what he had found. He only told his wife this week because his findings were scheduled <laughs> to be published today in the Journal of Youth and Adolescence, and reporters were starting Star to call. It turns out that after reviewing responses from 813 college students around the nation, Jensen learned that the more students play video games, the worse their relationships are <laughs> with friends and parents. I, I, yes. I assume that violent video games would be related to lower relationship quality with friends and family, Jensen said. I didn't expect regular video games, non-violent video games use would be correlated to lower relationship quality. This has come from the guy with the wife. The good news yeah. for gamers <laughs> is the association between relationship quality and video games is a modest one statistically. The bad news? Everything we found associated with video games came out negative, said BYU professor Laura Walker, the article's lead author. And fearful woman of video games? The research came from an ongoing survey called Project Ready that has allowed Walker to study how American young adults are making the transition to adulthood. Those who play video games daily smoke pot twice as much as the other players and three times more than those who never play. Young women who play a lot have lower self-esteem. Often this leads to having sex with ugly men, which then causes ugly babies, which then causes a life spent with ugliness. Jensen had I thought that on. the research would justify playing one of his favorite video games, Madden NFL. <gasps> While his wife likes football, she didn't enjoy Madden. So Jensen re recently traded it in for Mario Party, which he likes to play with him so they're on their Nintendo Wii game system. And now they can both smoke pot together. Personally, well, dude, pass me the Wii Personally, the study thing. really made me stop and think about how I use video games to see if it's impacted my life. Academically, the study has had a tremendous impact. Well, he's 24 and still in college. <laughs> yes. The good news for gamers, there's good news. Is that the association between relationship quality and video games is a modest one, statistically. That's yeah. right. And Jensen hasn't stopped playing video games with his wife and siblings, including sessions every few that. weeks with his brother. Those are great bonding experiences, he said. Walker's family owns a Wii. She said her husband and son play together, and the gaming could be a good way for parents to relate to their kids. We're looking at creating new measures to look at a difference between group gaming and individual gaming. Um, I found this funny because then um, this uh, new site that I've recently found called NuclearGeek.com, uh, one of the writers for it kind of got so incensed with this article that he wrote. <laughs> you know, he wrote some letters uh, to uh, the professors over there at BYU 
and he got some responses from him, uh, which he didn't expect, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, here's a response from uh, Laura Walker. Uh, Hello there, Derek. Attached is a study that you're welcome to read, although it's only a page in page-proof form. Just quickly, of course, the study does not claim to be representative of all gamers, and we were in no way making that claim. We are not even claiming... Uh, generalizationability. I love that word. <laughs> General. We are not even claiming generalizationability. Generalizationability. Whatever. Uh, to the 18 to 25 age group. This is just what we found in our sample. Media is a way. Has a way of really. Yeah. So of course, then they go to the blame the media card. The people that they went to with their yeah, story. Yeah. Media has a way of really spinning these stories that are not always accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's always the media's fault. However, in our study, we did find that video game use uh, was related to only negative behaviors for students in this <laughs> Only age. negative. Only negative. Does this mean that this applies to all gamers? No. Does that mean video game use causes these outcomes? Certainly not. It's, it is possible that video game use could be positive in a number of ways, but given the variables we measured in our study, it was related only to negative outcomes, of course, because that's what you were looking for. Uh, the best way to take away uh, the best takeaway message from this study is that there is much more research to be conducted in this regard. Wow! I hope this helps you and your readers, and I appreciate your respectful inquiry. Um, it was kind of funny. And then uh, da, 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 da. I think his summation at the end is probably the best. He says, I was willing to give her the benefit up to the doubt, uh, the benefit of the doubt up to the last quotes when she says that there's a direct correlation between the amount of video games someone plays and the quality of their life, as well as calling me an exception, as if the rest of the gaming community are a bunch of self-destructive outcasts. They're actually called what we call chuds yeah <laughs> cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers uh, i just i thought that was that was a riot that was great um, yeah the, the final word from professor walker was also please remember these are averages just because you happen to be an exception doesn't mean that the results yeah and that's what he was talking about he's like people. yeah that he was like i was yeah everything was going great until she popped that one in there and yeah and then she showed her true colors well, we're glad that you're gamers and that you listen to our show and that you game. We think you're good people. No, we don't. We think you're freaking maniacs. Try not to let your low self-esteem lead, lead you to being with ugly people, having other children. <laughs> and substance abuse. Or substance abuse, or God help you. I don't know. I don't know where it leads to. God Darkness. help us all. Either, it either leads to management, God, or hell. <laughs> We're not sure. That's our twig. And now it's time for... Oh, oh, 
that blog of story is brought to you by Tampax and Massengill. Hmm. A lot of strange trying to reach sponsors out to these our, days. I don't know why. Audience. I don't know why. We fooled them with our demographics yet again. <laughs> It was a simple sequel, query to change Today's it all to... Today's blog hysteria is another mishmash of, of it's a blog posts that are kind of related, but yet not. Yeah. But yet they are. It's like an omelet. Enumerated problems. It's like a riddle wrapped inside of an enigma. <laughs> and it's up to you, the listener, to decide why. Uh, this comes from... Uh, Fidget. Uh, Fidget. The author writes about his uh, five reasons why MMOs are broken. Uh, he goes on to list uh, number five uh, subscription fees. He says the business model behind MMOs drives the content much like magazines, episodic TV. And blogs, the main reason you don't get a better game design in MMOs is that it's created for the primary purpose of getting you to play regularly, and therefore you pay regularly. Every element of an MMO needs to prevent you from canceling the regular charge to your credit card. MMOs that attempt the other business model, the dreaded RMT or micropayments beloved by Koreans and Electronic Arts, and electronic arts. I didn't know electronic arts was heavy into the micropayment model. They want everything to be micropayment. Or even worse, for how transparent that they are, um, of course he offers no ideas how to fix any of these problems, which is kind of funny. Yeah, because like the other 300 times this exact article's been written and this this <laughs> issue has come up, always what is... what what. <laughs> always happens is somebody says well guild wars did it yeah but in this one instance he has broken the mold by not mentioning guild wars so yeah well but the funny thing is is that the counterpoint argument to it is is that guild wars did it so therefore it's a totally solved problem yeah so it's it's kind of funny yeah that's uh, why he didn't mention it uh, <laughs> that memo's not one, broken one Jim. of the other problems uh, he mentions is aggro uh, there's no analog for this in real video games it's a clunky contrivance uh, presumably creative to keep life interesting for poor smucks who keep getting stuck in in the cl- stuck playing the cleric. Uh, this awkward concept is the source of many of the gameplay tropes that keep MMOs from being interesting. Consider how the classes for an MMO are designed around the concept of uh, the tank, uh, the the meser, the healer, etc. 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 Uh, this artifice plays a large part in building game worlds. How often have you uh, settled along some en- enemy camp hoping to skirt the aggro radius for a monster? If you weren't so conditioned nag- at navigating aggro, you'd feel pretty stupid walking around, hidden in plain sight, while orcs shuffle through their idle animations 20 feet to your right and left. Remember when you were unsullied enough that it occurred to you how retarded this was? Those were the days. Uh, again, can't um, offer any particular solution to that problem. It's funny though because he brings up the point of none of this was in Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, or <laughs> Lady Hawk. Yeah, <laughs> which is true. No, none of those uh, particular uh, movies have any of that. 
no, books, have any of that There's this thing called Stealth, and actually I think the new Dungeons & Dragons game does have an aggro mechanic built in, because they were like, hey, that's pretty cool what they're doing mm-hmm. in those MMOs, so maybe we should have it. But considering that most video games are single player, or if they're multiplayer, it's a, I don't know, it's usually not quite as conducive to this, but typically... You know, in single-player game, you're the only person who can draw aggro, and usually stuff's either already set to attack you, or once right. it sees you, it's going to attack you. So, mm-hmm. kind of a strange, kind of a strange thing to draw attention to, in my opinion. Uh, another issue he has is called uh, button lock. Uh, skills, levels, gear, talents, blah blah blah, are required to add depth to MMOs, but they're based on such razor-thin margins of where you're allowed to go and what monsters that you should be fighting at any given time that the gameplay comes down to wanking around with numbers for hit points. Damage, refresh rate, mana, and so on. Apartheid by math. As a result, the typical battle of an MMO is a matter of staring at an icon that indicates when your skill will refresh. Stare, wait, press. Stare, wait, press. Stare, wait, press. Okay, now loot. Next. All that wondrous combat animation gone to waste, unwatched. All that potential immersion and world-building reduced to the row of tiny buttons. Yeah, he's got a point there. I think he's got a point there. I think that's a very good point, actually. Uh, Another problem he has is static world. So you kill a boss, and then three minutes later, he is responding, walking around, waiting for the next (laughs) guy to kill him. Heck, he might just attack you again if you don't hurry out of there and turn the quest in. At which point, the quest giver thanks you and delivers some text implying that something has changed, only to turn around and talk to the next guy as if nothing had ever happened. Unlike single-player games, MMOs are badly frozen in a static state. Princesses are never rescued, villains are never slain, and evil is never vanquished. The thousands of players on any given server are all heroes, each unable to affect any sort of meaningful change in the world. Forever unable to save it because that would just screw up something for the next guy to do in the quest. I can't really argue with that statement, to tell you the truth. Uh, the problem, next problem is, and this is the first, uh, the final one that Top he has there. Problem. He says you can't play with the people that you want to play with. This is the single biggest failing of MMOs for all the talk of community and social gaming. Uh, the average MMO makes very specific demands in terms of whom you can play with. Grouping depends heavily on what level you are and where you are in a quest chain, sometimes even your skill level. It's difficult to build an MMO community around people you know if, if, as if is most likely the case, they have different playing habits, and yet there is no better reason to play an MMO as with almost any game, an MMO is better in a group. And it's even better if you know the group, and it's best of all if they're your real-world friends. Uh, but the irony is is that there's no genre of video gaming more hostile to gathering with the people that you know for than, M- than MMOs, for shame. So basically, I think he's talking about kind of level differences, how, you know, if you were a level 20 and I was a level 10, we couldn't really get together and... And playing some video games, you know, lets you get around that with sidekicking, like City of Heroes. City of Heroes. And didn't EverQuest 2 have a similar? I think so. Mechanic. I think they have some kind of mechanic in there like that. 
but generally that's been a big problem for us as a group. I mean, yeah, sometimes especially during City of Heroes when when we were playing before they even added the side side kicking element to that, there was a yeah, I mean, you know, fairly huge disparity. So you'd always have somebody rolling out rolling an alt just to maintain a level. Yeah, and then, you know, depending on on that they I don't know. It it's always been a problem. It we even had it with Warhammer the other night when when Noah hit like level twelve and all of a sudden we couldn't be in the same. Yeah, scenario but even as then, I mean, since we're playing on an open realm versus realm server, there's still other things that we can do together. Besides oh yeah, scenarios. Yeah. Scenarios is really the only thing that was broken. You know, broken for us as far as that gameplay mechanic goes. Still interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a that's always a problem. I don't know. I mean, I think this guy has some legitimate gripes, but. You know, some of them are kind of just. Yeah, we know that's part. A lot of it's just. Well, that's the nature of this game. It's a. You know, a lot of it's about gear grinding or, mm-hmm. or you know, level grinding, and so yeah, it's always going to be trouble for someone who's just starting out to have a good, meaningful experience with somebody who's at like max level. I mean, you know, it's just there's a, there are divisions built in by the the goal of the game, but. Uh, one of the next culprits I want to talk about is from Sister Julie, Sister Julie Whitefeather, uh, from virginworlds.com, who talks about Wrath of the Leech King, basically touting Wrath of the Leech King's, uh, phase technology, uh, I guess we can call it, um... One of the things I'll quote here says... Uh, whether you love World of Warcraft or hate World of Warcraft, and even if you're all set to burn Rob Pardo and Jeff Kaplan and FG, there's no denying one thing. Phase technology, as Blizzard has introduced to us in Wrath of the Lich King, is one of those giant leaps in gaming. Uh, here's an excerpt from a recent interview by PC Gamers Adam, Op- Adam Oxford. Uh, Blizzard's storytelling is front and center more than ever before, thanks to something it terms phase technology. With it, two people can be in the same region at the same time and see two totally different things. Finally, your actions in World of Warcraft are no longer meaningless. The universe can and will be different after your actions uh, without breaking the game for players of a lower lower level. That's a pretty big step forward. Uh, This kind of addresses one of the issues yeah. that this guy had uh, in the article that we talked about before. Uh, ironically, Mythic Entertainment's now famous frontman Paul <laughs> Barnett was quick to tell us how public quests go, no, go. were supposed famous. to be that, that giant leap Infamous. forward. In an interview in Beckett Massive, Massive Online Gamer Magazine, prior to the release of War, we were told that public quests are one of those things that passed my genius test. He went on to tell us that public quests will change the face of MMOs forever. <laughs> Not so much. In uh, the end, as grandmother used to say, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Uh, what looked good on paper, what seemed to work in beta, is a far cry different from actual practice now that the game has been out a while. Uh, with the early levels of Warhammer all but deserted, public quests without enough players are like a car without fuel... It doesn't run without gas or players to power it. Um, uh, 
Many is the time that I've played through a raid instance or a quest line to finally defeat the boss only to have come face to face with that same boss again at a later time. The same thing always passes my mind when this happens. Didn't I already defeat you? I've heard columnists and players alike complain about not being able to have a permanent effect on the virtual world, the game that they're playing. Now that all can change. Uh, For those of you who have completed the Wrathgate questline in Wrath of the Lich King, uh, you will have seen that it has a very permanent effect on the land of Northrend. Uh, Yet, if you have not completed this questline, you will not see parts of Northrend the way that I do. In fact, some of it will be completely different. This presents interesting possibilities that Blizzard seems to have only begun to explore. I can only imagine how the developers that worked on FaZe technology must feel about it, but the words of Rick Ellis, head of Monolith, may just express it. Uh, The next time you're playing and have a strong reaction to a game as you walk away from your experience, know that somewhere there's a developer with a Joker-like grin on his or her face basking in the knowledge that their work has made you jump, scream, or cry. Uh, so, I, I don't know, I... Here's my problem with this. Phase technology... Okay. It... You know, if Mark is playing, and Mark has completed a certain amount of quests, and he sees Northrend in a different way, then... Yeah, okay, he sees the world a little bit differently than I do. Uh, me... You know, I, I will not have completed some of those quests, so I, I will see Northrend in a completely different fashion. Does that mean that you've really affected change on the world that you're playing with for everybody on that server? No, it does not. It basically means that you just exist in a different dimension than I do. It's not You're not changing the world as a whole. You, you didn't make it so that the world was safer for me. So I don't see how this is really innovative, except for the fact that, you know, I'm looking at the same zone as you are, but you see, you know, you might see things in ashes and 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 other things, and I might see it all perfect and and nice. With Bambi and Thumper. You know, but we'll be in the same place at the same time. You know, big fucking deal. No, I think as far as I'm concerned. I think it's it's you know it changes it for you. In your mind, because then you, you, it gives. It doesn't it really you, matter if it, grants it doesn't you the change it for anyone else. Well, no, no, seriously. <laughs> I mean, it grants the illusion that you've actually made a difference, mm-hmm. which is more than one thing to do. Though. I just it really doesn't. I just think it's a good step for the storytelling, and yeah. you know, hopefully, but that's it. Though. I mean, oh, that, that's all that it does. Hopefully, companies like BioWare will take that and. And consider it, and I mean, okay, so it's a new. I mean, I understand a, the point where it would be break, you know, kind of game breaking for players. Some players, if you know, oh, I can't experience that now. That somebody's yeah, it would be utterly, that, especially but. if you're trying to make it a story. It would be game breaking, you know. Um, hopefully, it'll just be a tool that's built upon, mm-hmm. innovated. You know, you know, it's a like it's a, a new innovation for this particular genre and maybe somebody will take it to another level this is the very first thing time we've seen it and as we always know other people will come in and refine it and maybe they will come up with something else mm-hmm. you know i mean typically the only thing we've seen where you said you know make the world a safer place is like 
they've always had these zones for PvP where if one faction's in in charge or has accomplished some quest, then everybody gets a bonus, and then the other faction maybe gets a negative or something while they're in that land. That's really not much, you know. But mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I, I I think it's pretty cool, but I don't know. I don't know that it's uh, you know changed the face of MMOs. I, I would put it right up there with public quest. It's just a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a step beyond it. Oh, yeah, I agree. Think? I mean, I just I don't I don't know. I get I get the impression from from this particular blog post that you know, he makes it seem like, "Oh my god, you know, yes, now you can have an effect on the world." It's like, "Well, no, you can't. You're just having your an effect on of your the world." world. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. And how you perceive it, you're not having an effect on the world in general. But I guess okay, not to beat this to death, but I think a part of it is as a player, your perception of I'm doing all this stuff and it's not having any effect on the world. In this case, from your subjective experience, it is having an effect on the world. And so that is a battle that's been won. It's not causing change. There's a step beyond that, which is where it causes a change for everyone in the world. And if you do that, you break the game at this point. Unless you limit the game world to very few people. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you actually zone everybody out of your world that hasn't, you know, <laughs> reached such and such and such or something. You That's know. what happens when when order takes control of It does actually, city. yeah. Order yeah. takes control good, of your bye south bye. city, you know. There's no cookies for you. Mm-mm. You know, there's no trick or treating at the inevitable city for a while if if order happens to gain control over that zone. No, that's that's different. That's pretty you know, cool. I mean, that's like there are consequences. Yeah, there's consequences for not being it's not able just to a, defend a two hour buff or debuff. It's a whole my city's gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm locked that's, out. That's a real consequence mm-hmm. right there. So I don't oh. know. Listeners, let us know what you think. Send us an email to mail at channelmassive dot com. M a i l. That's episode 77 of Channel Massive. We hope you liked the show. Send us your emails and your audio recordings and your secret confessions. <laughs> How are you going to cause confessions for Vanguard's second anniversary? We want to know. Yes. I'm really looking forward to it. Maybe we'll campaign and lobby on your behalf to have you win. Oh, yeah. Because we have a lot of... We, we care a lot about that. Yeah, we, we, we and we carry a lot of pull with SOE. Let me oh, tell yeah. You. Every podcast, our pull... Our faction... Points uh, go into the crapper. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you, and we will be back next week with episode 78. That's not a threat. That's a promise. With our s- continued adventures in new technology land. Mm. In, in, what was it? In, in GE? <laughs> yeah, Channel new, Massive 78 the, NGE. The Channel Massive <laughs> new NGE. <laughs>